Consider that the first time someone spoke of God in the third person, and therefore no longer with God, but about God, was that very moment when the question resounded, Did God really say? CF Genesis 3.1 This fact ought to make us think. In contrast with this, the crucified Jesus, out of the uttermost darkness of abandonment by God, does not speak to men, does not complain about this God who has abandoned him. He speaks to him at this very moment, in the second person. He addresses him as my God, and even expresses his complaint in a word of God, so that, as it were, the circuit between him and the Father is complete. This observation, too, should make us think. In the recent history of theology, the same occurrence, namely the transition from the second to the third person, is observable in that phenomenon called the history of religion school. Even if this is hardly to be found interpreted in this way in any historical presentation, the flattening and relativizing of the gospel is the consequence of a very subtle and at first hidden spiritual occurrence. The role of one personally addressed by the divine message is changed for the role of a neutral observer, and therefore, in effect, there is a transition from the second to the third person. Further, I find a principle in the method of the writing of the history of theology. Those who listen to my lectures know this, that not only the development of the forms of theological reflection, for example, the encounter with idealism, with existentialist philosophy, etc., is to be shown as a legitimate spiritual history, but that also theological reflection is to be understood as the precipitate of spiritual decision. I would consequently venture the definition. The history of theology is the history of Christians and their decisions made in faith, presented in the form of reflections which are the consequence of those decisions.